0: Welcome to the Vine Church Podcast. This week we've got a great speaker. Hope you enjoy it. Prayer opens doors for you. Anybody need a door opened in their life, in their job situation, in their relationship situation, in their um, hearts? Are are you needing peace? Are you needing a door that just uh, peace comes in and joy comes in? Prayer opens that door to receive joy As Aaron's been encouraging us the last couple of weeks, we can come boldly with confidence before God at any time, at any place, because of what Jesus has done. And we can open the door to connect with God through prayer. Ultimately, God, through prayer, we connect with God. Jesus prayed a lot when he was here on earth. That's not a bad reason to pray. If Jesus prays, We should pray. The disciples in the early church prayed a lot. They made it a priority over other practical situations. We're not going to serve tables. We're going to dedicate ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the world. So that's another great reason. If the disciples prayed who were around Jesus and they asked them how to pray, we should pray to receive grace and mercy, to know right now Jesus is praying for us. He's sitting at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf right now. So, even if you're not praying, Jesus is praying for you. Jesus is praying for us, for his church, interceding for us. Great reason to encourage us to join that ministry, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to keep us from temptation. I don't know about you, but sometimes, I've been a Christian a long time, and you can get a little bit tired disappointed maybe or disillusioned then you think oh, I've prayed this, I've done this and prayer seems somehow to become a burden. That's something that God asks us to do on top of all the other stuff we've got to do. We've got to pray as well, oh my goodness and we add it as a, almost a law and it becomes almost a curse that we think, oh I haven't prayed enough and the enemy actually turns it on our head and starts to undermine our faith because we think we have to pray We have to pray and it becomes something difficult. And actually the solution is prayer itself. It says, be careful in Luke 21, 34 to 36. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. Aaron shared this recently. Pray, pray that you may be able to escape understand the devil doesn't want you to pray he does not want you to pray and he will use every argument in your mind to convince you it's a complete waste of time but it's a lie that we're going to demolish this morning prayer is powerful and it connects us with God I um, handed this out a few years ago and I, I've stuck it up on my wall in my bathroom so I see it every day just to remind me because I need that reminder all the reasons or just some of the reasons even that prayer is so important to the christian faith it is powerful it makes a difference it's a joy it's not something that should become a curse the door will be opened let's see the next slide i love the story that i shared last time um i spoke uh, about the miracle of the wedding at Cana, the first recorded miracle of jesus i i i um, love this. I just, I, and, I, and I haven't been able to get away from it. And Aaron mentioned it last time in context of prayer as an example of prayer. And I just um, want to try and illustrate, uh, we've talked about why and why to pray, but how to pray. And here's just another example. There's lots of types of prayers. It says, pray on every occasion with all kinds of prayer. So there's no one right way to pray. I, and I hope you've been Picking up that prayer uh, is ultimately a conversation with you and God, and it can go on all the time, all day, every day, so that is prayer. But there's other prayers that bring power to break down strongholds, so there are different kinds of prayers, and I want to use this uh, miracle as an illustration of another kind of prayer that I've been just encouraged by. I'm sort of in the midst of this in my sort of spiritual journey as to how to get back to prayer more to pray more powerfully to see god move in ways in my life and um this is this is where i'm at uh, and so i hope this makes sense i've got some props with me that i'm going to share with you in a minute but let's read the the story first just to remind remind us um this is in john 2 it says on the third day a wedding took place at cana in galilee jesus mother was there and jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding when the wine was gone for some of us that's a disaster when the wine was gone. Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. What have you run out of? What are you lacking? Oh do you know somebody who is lacking something? It's just something's run out. Money's run out. Health is run out. Hope has run out. Joy has run out. Maybe a life has run out. And that's the simple illustration. That was a prayer. The wine represents whatever you need you may have right now for health, for being closer to God, for peace, for your job situation. What is it that's lacking in your life or, 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 or in others? Mary saw the need in somebody else, she didn't perhaps want the, the host to be embarrassed. Or she just wanted the party to continue there's no more wine what's what are you lacking Jesus replied interestingly like, <laughs> I don't speak to my mom like this I'm sure it was appropriate in the day woman <laughs> why do you involve me first principle second principle involve Jesus in your need involve Jesus in every single aspect of your life different areas whatever area of your life it is jesus is interested jesus cares jesus i'm sure he said it with a smile on his face my my time has not come my hour is not yet but the hour has come for jesus it came in gethsemane and on the cross and we're living in the time that the hour has come for jesus and we can come boldly we can come with every need that we've got and involve Jesus. Prayer is about involving Jesus in your life. What a great hope. And he can move and he can do things. This is what happens when we involve Jesus. 6 verse 6 <laughs> nearby stood six stone water jars. The sorry, I missed a bit. The mother said to servants Do whatever he tells you. So even though there was a bit of banter maybe with Jesus, like every good mother she knew who was in charge, just do whatever he tells you. Obeying Jesus. If we involve Jesus, listen to him and obey him. And the instruction that Jesus gave the servants, he saw six stone water jars nearby uh, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they fill them to the brim. I've got um, this sense that that's a lot of water and a lot of jars. And Jesus said, fill it to the brim. We're going to find out how to fill your jars with water in a minute but what happened next draw some out take it to the master of the banquet they did so and the master of the banquet tasted the water had been turned into wine he did not realize where it had come from though the servants who had drawn the water knew then he called the bridegroom aside and said everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink but you have saved the best till now We need to believe that prayer is supernatural. Prayer is changing, creating something as Jimmy prophesied. Something that is not there. What you are lacking, what needs changed. By prayer, something supernatural can happen. God can move to do things that we cannot possibly do ourselves. Prayer takes us into the supernatural fifth dimension of the kingdom of God takes us into eternity and begins to allow us to draw heaven to earth supernatural things happen in prayer healing comes provision comes hope comes lives are changed hearts are transformed people are turned around Prayer is supernatural. It's powerful. It's life-changing. I want to, I've been sort of, okay, that sounds great. And I've been, ever since I shared this last time, and we've been talking about prayer, what can I do different? I confess sometimes feeling, you know, I can be jaded. I can be like, ah, oh, I need a bit of focus. I'm not sure I have this. You know the same zeal sometimes I did when I I was a younger Christian. I thought, right, I'm not, I'm not happy with this. I need to do something. So, God showed me something. Um, Next slide, please, Clara. Brilliant. Right, here's how I've understood and what the Holy Spirit, I believe, I hope, has illustrated this with me. He said, "Get your six stone jars." So I got six stone jars that look a bit like glass jars, but you know, bit of poetic license. Uh, pound each in the pound shop, by the way, very nice. If you're listening uh, on, online, I've just picked out of my bag of goodies um, a fairly hand-sized glass jar with a handle on it and a lid, um, and I, I got six of them to represent the six uh, stone jars that um, was in the story. Okay, and Jesus said the stone jars represents your need or whatever you're seeking breakthrough or what you're needing to pray for. Um, so I started to think about that and and just the things that I felt I needed breakthrough in or hope for, um, things like family, faith and needs. I'm sure we all want our families to be blessed, families Probably the first thing you might begin to think about is your family, those closest to you. And that's, of course, on Jesus' heart. So family, faith, and needs. And I uh, got a bit of paper and a pen and I thought, well, I know what's going on in some of the lives of my family. So I I put, um, put some prayer requests in here. And simply illustrating that the water, all I can do is fill the jar with water. That's all the servants could do. uh, and I'm just suggesting that we can fill the jars with water that you have the needs in your life with a prayer request I've got Isaac needs a new job my son in Australia stick it in there stick it in there Um, we have grandchildren there's a problem we need some more so come on that's in there And, um, so, yeah, there's lots more that can go in there. I might begin to fill it up with a few more things, but I realized that that's that's good, but the Holy Spirit started to say to me that actually it's not just the prayer requests that need to go. The prayer's not just about asking for things. I thought, yeah, okay um and I realized, and I heard uh, a talk by chap Craig Rochelle, who's a lead pastor in America, one of the largest churches in America, and he does a little study on uh, words, words to live by. And uh, he says that the our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So whatever you're focusing on, your life will tend to move there. If you're focusing on a lot of negative Thinking of um, things like Isaac is just never going to be able to get a job in a store again. He's got one already. There's just no chance that's going to happen. And if I start to focus on that, uh, that's a, a simple example. But what what about you know uh, my grandchildren? What about like, oh, you know we're blessed. Maybe it's not going to happen again for the people involved. You think oh my goodness. How could it happen? You know, what, not everybody. Not you know, it shouldn't happen. And we can have a lot of negative thinking about why things shouldn't happen, and and we can we can have just the direction of travel in life can be negative. We could, there, are, there are other areas that that we can think about where we think negatively. And Romans twelve says, got it up there. Too many sheets of paper here. Romans 12 up there says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will begin to able to understand God's will. It's good and pleasing your person, but renewing your mind, transformation. Prayer is about personal transformation as well as seeking God for stuff. When we pray, God starts to move in our hearts, to move in our minds, to renew us, to transform us. Prayer and the situation we're facing might be more about what God wants to do in us than necessarily about changing the circumstances. He may make you aware of things. But ultimately, he wants to bring transformation to you and I. Prayer is part of the process that that happens. And in our minds is the key battleground. So we need to trump our negative thinking with the word of God, with the promises of God. For example, I'm I'm desperate for my... Family to be faithful. If there's one prayer I could have for all my life, it would be, Lord, that my family would know you, would love you, that the grandchildren that we're believing for will be filled with faith, an environment of faith. So I declare Joshua 24 13, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I stick it in my jar as a promise because I realized, again, it can be simple to have doubt about that. But I'm going to declare that every single day in my prayer life. I'm going to declare that as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And even if there is maybe evidence in my life that that may not be fully answered yet, I'm declaring it over my family every single day for the rest of my life. I'm going to believe that as I put that water into the jar, somehow, some way, God is going to turn that prayer into wine. Does that making sense? And that's just one example, one area. I've got, I wrote another one, I found another one. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Right, I'm remembering that and I'm sticking it there. I'm going to declare God's promises. I'm going to overcome negative thinking. I'm going to believe for God to change that water in Hawaii. Is that okay? So I've got just uh, another, is I've got wisdom and healing for work and life. Just go to work every day. I'm blessed with the job. Praise the Lord. But flipping heck, you're not always moan about the job you've got once you've got it? I certainly do. Every day, it's like, I just don't have the energy. don't have the strength. don't have the wisdom. It's too hard. It's too difficult. I have to travel a long way to work. It's a long commute. Oh my goodness. I've got so much flipping negative thinking about Monday mornings. Right, I need to do something about that. I need to break that stronghold. So I'm going to find a promise. I'm sure there's one in here somewhere. Oh, help me, Lord. What can I do? Where does wisdom come from? God understands the way of it, and he alone knows where it dwells. The fear of the Lord, that is the beginning of the wind. Forgive me, Lord. Help me. And there's other promises. Ask the Lord for wisdom, and he will give it you. Solomon. Ask for wisdom. I'm going to ask for wisdom just for today, just to get this problem solved, this issue sorted. Just today, has it got enough troubles? i going, Lord, I just need this help today. I don't know how to do it. I feel inadequate. Anybody ever feel inadequate about what they've got to face in the day ahead or the hour ahead or the minute ahead? Ask the Lord and he will give you. Joshua 40 says, even Isaiah 40 says, even the youth grow tired and weary, And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I'm going to declare that if I remember it. I'm going to try and remember it every single day of my life when I'm driving to work. And I'm believing for strength. Because it's promised in His Word. My negative thinking about, I'm tired. I rebuke it. And I'm asking the strength of the Lord to fill me. That I have hope in the Lord. And He's going to strengthen me for this day. I'm going to have enough energy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get through. Because God is with me. And the promise of God stands, and it says there, like 2 Corinthians 1, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. They are yes in Christ, every promise. And for those, as I say, listening, if you are taking that time to listen out, in the jars that I've got, my glass jars, I'm putting written post-it notes with the promises of God that are trumping my negative thinking i've got about some of these situations and i've got witness witness is not a crime drama it's my sharing of my faith I, I i i've been a christian a long time and one of the battles that i face every day is that i just feel i am weak and able to share about my faith i want to share about my faith to people i really do but every time the opportunity comes along, I feel like I miss it <laughs> completely. It's like, oh, if i only I said this, or even though I do grab it, it feels like so awkward and so like, oh. So a lot of my negative thinking is, oh, I'm just rubbish at witnessing about my faith. That's my negative thought. My negative thought is in there. And I've found this in Ephesians 6:19. it says pray also for me that whenever I speak words may be given to me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel so even Paul worried <laughs> about how effective he was about sharing his faith oh all right okay I feel a bit better now thanks Lord that's helpful that's in there I've also put some names in there that I'm going to pray for I've got some needs in there in that water. I'm going to pray for them. And I put it in there so that when I look at it at the end of the year, I'm going to see, well, I wonder what happened. I'm going to pray to invite some people to Billy Graham, Will Graham event. I'm going to try and believe that I'm going to invite somebody to church. I have to admit, I have not, I admit it, haven't invited too many people to church. And I keep saying, well, it's because my work's a long way away, and they all live in Ayrshire, and they'll never come, and, you know, (sighs) shh. That's a negative thought. And I want to kill it this year. And I'm going to believe that I'm going to somehow invite somebody to church. It's not just my mother, who I do invite my mum, to church this year. And all I'm doing is putting it in there and praying. I may have to overcome that embarrassing moment that I might face when I have to do it. Or maybe I'll just do an email. That'll be fine. But I'm going to make an invite somehow. I'm going to believe... That I'm going to make an invite, and we're going to overcome that negative thinking. And uh, and and my witness, water, which is like this this jar in my head is really there's nothing. It's there's, there's a couple of drops in there. Um, actually, my family and faith, you know, that one feels a little bit this some water in there already, but actually quite a lot. And praise God. So I started to put Thanksgiving in here as well. So to put some thanks in for what's happening. Um, I I I'd, um. Already shared that one of my family needs was Isaac needs a new job. He's never going to get one. How's he going to get one? He's applied for hundreds of jobs. He walks into every place in the world to try and ask for a job. He he got a job and then they phoned up and said, "Nah, don't bother, son." So, but he's got a job. He got offered not just any job. Lacoste. Lacoste. He's working uh, forever twenty one. He's worked in Primark, so he's moving up in the world. They phoned him up. After he'd applied again, he said, all our Christmas staff is gone. This just seems to be the right time for you. Something seems to be, this is the the manager saying this on the phone. Something just seems to be moving to make this your job. I don't know what it is, but it just is the right timing for you. Come on. <laughs> and, and, and and actually, I'm going to say, oh, that's a coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> that's my first thought. Is like, oh, that's great. He's really worked hard for that. He deserves it. But... You know how you need, I was saying last time, you need um, to look at things with faith. So, remember my mustard seeds? I didn't know how I was going to use this old living jar, but I'm going to put some mustard seeds of faith. And you know, you, you pray, praying without faith isn't really that effective. Let's, this much faith, these are really small mustard seeds, but I can get it in the little hole in my jar And I'm just going to put that tiny, tiny bit of faith that Jesus probably gave me anyway to believe that if I pray, if I believe his word, if I declare his promises on a regular basis, God just might move, possibly, please, would you? And I started actually to get a little bit excited about this. I started to think, oh, this is quite exciting. And I started writing more. I, I thought of six and I've got church growth, I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to pray for growth. I want this place to be filled, not just once, but several times over. But So, I've got a promise in there about daily, daily, people were being saved and numbers were being added to the church. It's in Acts 2, 47. I'm going to declare that promise every day. And I might even invite one person this year. That's, that's my goal, my big goal. I'm going to find somebody to invite. And, and, and I'm just believing, though, that God is going to take that prayer Take that promise and and fill this place, not just with numbers, but I'm believing also as a pastor of this church that you're going to grow individually as people, that we're going to grow together in faith. We're going to become people who are learning together. Like, I'm just learning. I'm just trying this out. I'm just trying to see if this works. Try another thing. It's just an illustration. There's nothing, as you can see, holy about these jars. There's not holy water in here. It's just a focus. It just gives me a bit of something to think about, something to be creative every day with my prayers. And I'll probably forget one day, but I'm now remembering I'm not, uh, you know, it's not meant to be like a law. This is just me connecting with God in a new way. And he suggested to me, I've got, go and make disciples. That's, I've been praying in the year Because I don't know how I'm going to make disciples, but we're commanded to go and make disciples. I, I, okay, what God does is create something out of nothing that's what God does so that's my mustard seed of faith in there that somehow some way we're going to get some disciples this year our church is going to grow this year my family is going to be encouraged by faith this year I'm going to be changing nappies this year I'm believing for promises like that just that little bit of faith I thought well that's all I could do I could just fill the water jars See what God does. Have you got any water jars yet, people? Are you getting this? Are you, have you got something? All oh, right. You don't really need to get jars and write stuff on and do this, but you can, you can write it on a bit of paper. But do something. Do something. Freshen up your prayer life. Connect with God every single day. Just chat to him, but begin to recognize a need somewhere in your life or in the life of others. They think. Oh, maybe God wants to do something about this in my life. Maybe we're just got difficult people at school, and you don't, or work, or in your home, (laughs) and you need to pray, and you start to pray for them, pray for your enemies, and God might start to just change something in your mind, renew your thinking, you think, oh, actually, there's something, you know they're difficult, but they've got their characteristics. You just might just start to see with God's eyes. It starts by renewing your mind so that you begin to understand and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We start to understand God's will as we connect with God through prayer, through the Word of God. It's amazing. It's exciting. We are going to be lifted up. We're going to be changed this year. We're going to be transformed this year. We're going to move this year, I believe. God is moving. Is that okay? So, um, what do you think? Anybody up for some jam jars? Anybody up for some paper and pens and just writing stuff down? Or however you want to do it. However you want to do it. Find some needs. Pray for them. Find a the promise. Confess your negative thinking. And find a promise to go with it. I check out great Craig Rochelle. He's got a whole book, Life ministry on it but he said recently he had the best year last year because he started doing and making these declarations regularly daily and he says it's still the same year still as busy still as hard but I'm getting through it and and I'm seeing breakthrough we're seeing his church is just incredible his ministry and brilliant and and you know if it's good enough for him I'm up for it let's give it a go so let's just um Have some fun with it, enjoy some prayer times. I don't know how you do do it, we'd love to know. Let's see the next slide, we're nearly there. I just want to uh, encourage you that what you carry, who you are is incredible. God sees you as incredible. God loves us. God has called us by name. And I, I, I've got some promises that I'm writing down about these sort of things. And I'm praying every day that God, I'm just reminding myself on the car to work, God created me in my mother's womb. God actually called me. I was not born believing in Jesus, or knowing his faith. It took me 20 years to make a decision to follow God. God drew me, and I can look back at times when he's drawn me. He's put people in my life that's moved in me. Breakthrough comes. Prayer comes, and and, and, uh, the assurance that I have with who I am from God. Daniel, the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 9 is a so-called prayer of breakthrough that Daniel prays. And this is really, really interesting, really interesting. Daniel was exiled with the rest of Israel from Jerusalem. And many of you know his story. He was raised up as uh, um, governor administrator. He got favor with God and with the um, kings of that land that they were in, and he prayed at least twice a day, morning and afternoon, and in Daniel 9, we find his prayer of breakthrough, and he quotes Jeremiah 29 we also know is in our Bible. We've got Daniel looking at the ancient scriptures that were even ancient then, and the promises of God, the prophets of God. And he's believing that after 70 years as was prophesied by Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 29:10. it says, the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the land, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen. Here's how we become powerful in prayer. This is the journey that we're on together. Then if you will come, call on me and come to me and I will listen. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from competitivity, I will gather from the nations and places where I banish you and bring you back to the land which I called into it. Daniel read that and knew that the 70 years was nearly up in captivity. The promise of God stands. But did he say, oh, I'd say, we're, we're going back soon, guys. Look, it's promised in Jeremiah. Look, we're, we're sons and daughters of God. We're looking at the promises of God and saying, look, look, it's there. Don't need to do anything. If you want the promises of God, To be released into your life and the lives of others we need to seek God with all our heart prayer is powerful if we seek God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind as we start to give ourselves to it Daniel Daniel does this in the first year of his reign Daniel was meditating on the scriptures that gave according to the word of God to the prophet Jeremiah the number of years that Jerusalem had to lie in ruins namely 70. It says he turned And this is in the message translation, he turned to the master God, asking for an answer, praying earnestly, fasting from meals, wearing rough penitential burlap, sackcloth and ashes, you may be reading, and kneeling in ashes. I poured out my heart, bearing my soul to God. The prayer of breakthrough, there are lots of conversational, nice prayers we can have that there's times when God needs us to break through in prayer, to take hold of something with passion, to bear our souls before the God before God in prayer and cry out to him for the needs that we're seeing in here. And I may be politely asking for you grandchildren, but for somebody that could be a huge thing that is eating up their lives and we need to move. And we start to get moved by the need as we see it in other people. We start to care. And I'm one of the things I've got in there is, well, I just, you know, I'm not, I don't really care about the poor. I've got one there. I think I had it on there. Compassion for the poor. It's pretty empty, but I'm, you know, believing that God wants to give me compassion for the poor. Because if I ask him for it, he gives stuff that you ask for. And we are got to just do something differently. When we seek God with all our heart, according to his promises, according to his word, power starts to be released. Daniel did just not think, well, it's just going to happen anyway, folks. It's just going to happen. It's promised. It's It's in Jeremiah. If you want the promises of God in your life, seeking God is how we begin to release them in our lives. They won't necessarily just happen. What's for you may go past you. You've heard it said. And that word and that phrase that we use is often used well to encourage people who are disappointed. But the Word of God says, seek first his face with all your heart and all your soul, and you will begin to release the promises that are there for you. That we can take hold of stuff that may not just come by themselves. The providence of God brings favor and blessing upon us. I'm not saying it doesn't. The sun shines on the godly and the ungodly. It's written. But as we start to move out, to start to grow, to start to mature as Christians, to start to be powerful, to use the weapons, not of the world, but of the kingdom of God, we will start to see change in your life, change in your families, breakthrough in your, in your minds, breakthrough in, in this nation. As we pray together, as we start to break out in prayer, we will see lives change and lives transformed. Amen. 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 Come on. Can you believe it? That your prayers will make a difference. Let's bring the band back up. George, can we just. Lindsay, are you okay to finish with a prayer? We started with mountains. Psalm twenty-four. Just the last slide before the the band comes on, Clara. I went to see the Messiah. Handels Messiah over Christmas with my family. I went and uh, it was absolutely wonderful. I had no idea really the extent and depth that it's really the gospel, the story of Jesus put to word. And, and in it, uh, about halfway through, uh, there's this, they put this psalm um, to song. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, the ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? This psalm starts by. David is crying out, how can you come, O God? And God's promises, God's promises, if you lift up your heads, the message says, wake up, sleepy head. Wake up, sleepy head. Lift up your heads. And the King of glory will come in. Let's stand together, can we? With that thought in your minds. Who are these and what are these gates? Prayer connects us with God. As we stand on the promises of God, declaring them, we begin, I believe, to see breakthrough. The more we seek God with our hearts and bare souls to Him, the more He is able to respond. Because, you see, I believe that... And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and minister this to us now. Maybe close your eyes and just open your hands. Uh, this just comes... This is, I just believe in my word can be somehow transformed into wine in your souls and your spirits and your mind that, that you would hear something from the Lord right now about how much he cares for you and how much he wants to see his purposes fulfilled. But God always uses people to fulfill his purpose. He uses prayer as a weapon that is powerful as we declare it, standing on his promises. And he says, be ye lifted up, O ye gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors. I believe today that if you can imagine this door, imagine it in your mind's eye, this door, this door, this door and our, our prayers allow us to enter in to the heavenly realms, to see God's goodness, to see his promises, to take hold of them, believe that we need to meditate in the word of God, to read his Bible every day to find the one that meets our, the needs we're seeking and to take it through the door and we begin to see the King of Glory come in to these situations. We're gonna see that this King of Glory, the Lord strong and mighty will start to do battle for us if we go through those doors and bring back the promises, fill our jars with water and see God transform things into white, to see miracles, to see healings, to see faith arise, to see this church grow, to see your families blessed, to see your work situation changed, to see the poor rescued. And I want just that, if you can imagine that door, imagine that door and that illustration is just changing a little bit. And God showed me this, this is what he said to me, he says, Who's the door? What is the door? It's not just your prayers going back and forth between heaven and earth. You're bringing them in. That's one example. But also, it says, be ye lifted up, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye ancient doors. I'm believing that this illustration is saying that you are the door. You and I are the door. We're the doorway, the gateway by which God is going to come in. And can you feel him touching the door? And beginning to open it. Can you feel that hand on your heart opening your heart? Opening the doors of your heart where the strongholds lie. What are the strongholds, the wrong thinking that you've established as true in your life, that you are a faithless witness, that you are a poor father, that you are embarrassment as a Christian that the world would be better place without you those negative lies let God come in with his promises and with his truth right now whatever it is allow the Holy Spirit I pray Holy Spirit that you would speak the word to each heart that it needs to hear right now and we will know that we are the doors God is giving us mystery of being doors between heaven and earth that he will come in and he will invade our lives and he will invade the lives of around us every single day we're going to believe. We're going to trust. We're going to see that God is going to move through us in Jesus' name. And on the way, we're going to be transformed. The doors in our mind, the wrong thinking of stronghold is going to be transformed. The hearts are going to be changed and filled with compassion instead of cynicism. Oh, Lord, forgive me for the cynicism. Let your kingdom come. Come in, O God. Come in, O God. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. Can you lift up your heads? Lift up. Your heads, O oh, Ye Lift up your hands in response and say, Yes, be lifted up. Come in, O oh God. Just as we pray and praise now. Pray this prayer. Lift up, lift my head up, O oh God. Let my lift my head up. Wake me up, O oh sleepy head. Let me be your, in faith this day. This is the year of faith, a year of believing, a year of breakthrough. And God is going to use us to come in and bring the blessing of. Let's lift up our hands and praise him. Let's praise him now. Jesus